was destroying my marriage. The drugs became more important. And the only time we were even in the room together pretty much anymore was when we were getting high. I hated myself. I was just riddled with guilt and shame and hopelessness. I couldn't find a way out. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Leg. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. We're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about cocaine addiction and crack cocaine addiction, and how some use it in order to complete certain goals and responsibilities in their life as a means of getting energy. But it always spirals out of control. Crack cocaine is made out of the substance cocaine hydrochloride. It's very addictive. Sometimes people get instantaneously addicted to it, or sometimes it takes about a two to three week time span. On our last show, Patty Wilson talked about her sudden moment of addiction to cocaine after she experienced low levels of energy due to the radiation treatment from her cancer diagnosis of a large tumor in her body. She just wanted to feel normal again, take care of her two kids and baby, but she was unable to. One day, some friends told her that she should take cocaine in order to feel better enough to take care of her kids, and she decided to try it. And after a while, She became so addicted along with her husband. Their whole lives became centered on the drug. They were even selling the drug to obtain more. Then they couldn't sustain their addiction and therefore turned to crack cocaine because it was cheaper. She had permanent heart damage from the drug use, but she couldn't stop. She was doing drugs with her boss. She was selling everything she could to get her hands on any money and money was running out everywhere. Today, she's going to talk about how she was delivered from this sandpit of addiction Patty, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So Patty, this is quite a hamster wheel vortex of addiction here. And in our last show, you were sharing how you were working, but getting drugs from your boss. How was this drug affecting you and your family emotionally? was destroying my marriage. The drugs became more important and we just fought all the time. And the only time we were even in the room together pretty much anymore, except for maybe dinner with the kids, that type of thing was when we were getting high. And I think that was a part of my addiction too, was that if I would sit and get high with them, I was accepted. I was kind of welcomed into the group or the room at the time. So it wasn't good. And my self-esteem, I had none. I hated myself. I was just riddled with guilt and shame and hopelessness. I couldn't find a way out. Gosh. So the drug was making you feel better physically for a short time, but emotionally, it was bringing you so low. The sad truth about cocaine and crack cocaine addiction is what you're revealing to us right now. And what happened with the tumor treatment, Patty? Were you still seeing the doctors? Yes, they kept telling me they wanted me to have the chemotherapy. And I just kept saying, no, if I get that desperate, then I'll do it. But in the meantime, you know, I'm just not going to do it. And over time, it just began to disappear on its own. Wow. Yeah, even my doctor says it's a miracle. So the tumor disappeared, but you were feeling better on your own. Or was it the drugs that were keeping you going? Yeah, it was just the drugs. If I wasn't doing the drugs, then I was dragging. Hmm. So I understand you were trying to stop, but you ended up on these binges of cocaine and smoking crack cocaine. 
Tell us about one of those times. My husband gave me all the bill money. I think it was at that time $200, $300 to go pay some bills. And I took all the money and I just went off on a binge for three days. I can remember I sat down in the bathroom at the park. And at the end of that, when it was all gone, of course, I had to tell him what I'd done. Mm. But also just my guilt and my shame and who are you and the hopelessness. I tried getting help and nothing was working. I tried NA and... I just couldn't get any help. I couldn't stop. And at that point, I remember one day I was driving actually over the Merritt Island Bridge. And I thought, you know, it'd be so easy to just turn right off of there and end this whole thing. And then I went home and just dropped to my knees in my living room. And I just started to cry. I said, God, if you're real, you have to show me that you're real. I've got nowhere else to go. I'd called my parents prior to that few days before and finally admitted what I'd done and what I was doing and asked if I could come home and get help. They said, nope, you're on your own. We don't want any part of that. And, you know, they were always there for me my whole life. So that was kind of really my bottom. That was my last hope. So in desperateness, I cried out and I said, God, if you're real, please show me. You have to show me if you're real. And in that instant, this girl came in, walked through my living room door, and she said, I don't know what's going on in your life, but God told me I had to come over here right now. And I mean, I knew that I knew that he was real. There was nobody there but me alone in that living room. And I cried out and said, God, show me if you're real. And these were some neighbors who had been praying for me and my husband. They'd see us coming in all hours of the night and they'd sit up and pray for us. And when God said go, she went and she came. Wow. And I understand that day you called out to Jesus to be your savior and something happened. You received something real. I understand you didn't get instantaneously better, but a gradual change started to happen with your new faith in Christ. Tell us about that. Yeah, I had stopped pretty much talking things and going to buy the drugs at that point. But every time my husband brought it home, I would do it. I couldn't stop. I just look at it. My whole body would just convulse. And you'd have to do it because you felt like if you didn't, you were going to die and your heart would burst. So I kept telling him, please stop bringing it home. You have to stop bringing it home. And he wouldn't. So, of course, you do it again. The next thing you know, I had taken my ring already and hocked it, my wedding ring. And at that point, I took his and hocked it. So he finally said, okay, this is it. This has to stop. So he stopped bringing it home. So it was a gradual thing. I think it was about nine months before I totally stopped. I did it less and less and less as time went on and the urge grew lesser and lesser. And I remember even those times when I would do it, you know, the guilt was just crazy. And well, this is terrible, but this is how bad that addiction is. At one point, I can remember I dropped some crack on the kitchen floor. And I remember saying, if you help me find this, I'll never do it again. Yeah. You know, and then you pick it up and you do it again. And it's just crazy. I mean, that's how crazy that stuff is. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. The addiction is strong. But I understand Jesus was stronger in your life because you stopped doing the drugs ultimately. And now you are set free from that cycle of addiction. What would you say to the person who even right now is addicted to drugs of some sort? I would say pray. 
ask him to show you if he's real because he loves you and he's got a plan and he's the only one who can really make that way out for you and don't give up get help tell somebody when you expose those secrets you get free but most of all it begins with crying out to the lord help me get honest with him ask him to come in take my life take hold of my heart change me and he will Mm, that's good What would you say to the person who has a family member who's addicted to drugs? Pray. Absolutely. You know, pray first and pray for God to just prepare their hearts. I know that after I had given my heart to the Lord, I had many family members also in addiction. And I would just pray for God to open the door. Mm. And most of them would say, you know, I saw such a difference in you that I had to cry out to him to see if he could do the same thing for me. And, you know, he has. Wow, that is amazing. So Jesus can set people free from addiction if they really seek it out. That's what I really learned, Patty. Thank you so much for sharing your life story with us. And we really learned so much. Thanks so much again for joining us. Thanks. Pretty life-changing, huh? Let's talk more about this right after the short break. My friends, this is Evangelist Anlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to awakeningthenations.com. That's awakeningthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? For me, I'm amazed at Patty's story, how she got to the point in her life where she got set free from, think of it, cocaine and crack cocaine addiction. (laughs) If there's something to be proud of, it's to be proud of her, right? Well, if you asked her, she would say, God did it through me, and he is the one who set me free. Now, is that just like a cliche saying? How do we know that's true? I mean, you can hear this in her story. She told us that she tried to quit on her own but then went on these binge moments and she was going crazy for the cocaine and crack cocaine to the point where she would be destroying her physical body, even her heart. Even that moment, she couldn't stop. I don't know what you're thinking, but to me, this is true slavery. To what? A substance that doesn't care about people. But its end game is to destroy the user. You know, it's funny about this cocaine and crack cocaine, the addiction. It promises great things. It promises pleasure, ultimate pleasure, confidence, euphoria. It promises to help her, to give her more abilities. But in the end, their broken promises is just an illusion. Things didn't get better for Patty. They began to get much worse. The drug, basically, that was promised her ability gave her disability. And the reason why is because there's a cost to sin. And the cost was to her. And not only that, you heard it in her testimony. Her emotions were damaged. It was almost like she was describing like she was dead inside. And she was. Her soul was being 
really damaged by this drug. This is what I see in Patty's story. And no wonder why she says, I'm giving God the glory because she couldn't overcome without God. And there's so many things in life where honestly it's easy to feel emotionally dead from decisions that are made or things that happen to us. And this story is evidence that God not only exists, but he has the power to really change your life in a huge positive way. And not only that, this is his desire. Where are you at with this? It's written in ancient scriptures in John chapter 5, verses 21. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. Jesus has the power to bring life to that which is dead. If you're feeling dead inside, if you're feeling like, you know, my life, I'm just going through the motions of life and I don't really know where I'm going. I don't really feel alive. I just feel like I'm kind of stuck. It's because maybe your soul really is dying or dead. Jesus can bring life to you even in this moment right now if you call out upon his name. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, Lord, I do. I feel this way. Maybe not to the degree that Patty felt, but I can identify with this. Lord Jesus, bring us life. Jesus, you're the giver of life. We receive you. We believe in you. We realize you died on the cross so that we can have life. So we ask that you give us that right now in Jesus' mighty name. We receive it and believe it in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.